Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Benny Fowler. He's an executive leadership coach. He played the NFL for eight years. He was part of Super Bowl 50 for the Denver Broncos. Our Denver Broncos here are my home team here. Uh, He's had the chance to play with Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees, just to name a few. Benny, welcome to the program. Great. Appreciate you having me, my man. I'm I'm super excited about this conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. So, uh, you know, I want to talk a little about your your history in in football and kind of what made you want to go into leadership coaching. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of of competitive sports and hyper competitive sports, like I have no idea what it's like to have, have, have played and practiced at that level. What got you into to what what made you decide to uh, move into leadership and executive coaching? You know, there's a conversation that I had with a guy about a couple of years ago that really drove me into my purpose and what I really wanted to do. So. I has I was struggling a little bit in terms of I had been been cut twice in the same season. So I was playing for the New York Giants. I got cut twice in the same season, and I missed maybe the last four games of that season. When I came back here to Denver for the offseason training, it was like you know what if you know the NFL doesn't come calling back? Like what am I going to do? What is my purpose here on this earth? And how can I be more fulfilled? Because you know I have so much life to live. And sports has just been, you know, just a part of it. So I was introduced to this guy who they said, you know, because I wanted to get into to keynote speeches. I wanted to do a lot of public speaking and inspire and empower other people. And they introduced me to this guy by the name of JP. And they're like, yeah, you guys do the same thing. And we really didn't do the same thing at all. He was <laughs> an executive and leadership coach. And I wanted to do public speaking, but we went through an initial discovery session. And we sat together for about 90 minutes and he got to some really deep questions in terms of, you know, asking me who I was and what are your goals and why do you want those things? And why do you want those things? And why do you want those things? And it moved me to tears because I didn't have answers to those questions. And I was just living on a superficial level. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I was crying for about 10 minutes and I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to help people realize that there's more to life than just material things, but also the regret, the depression, anxiety that people experience. That's some of that is all brought on because we're not living into our full potential. We're not leading into our full potential. So that is what got me into executive and leadership coaching and, you know, having that conversation, you know, life is full of ups and downs, but you know, what your character will say, you know, you will determine your character by you, how you handle those failures. And, that's how I want to approach, you know, business people. So that's what I'm doing. 
Yeah, it's cool. Was it, I don't know. I mean, I, I think in the agency world, we can all relate with kind of getting cut from a job or a client. I mean, I think a lot of our listeners have had a client that they loved working with and they get the call one day. Oh, we got, you know, we're getting acquired or, Hey, Oh, you know, I'm changing positions. And, you know, in the next, next, next thing you know, right. You're getting the, the phone call of like, Hey, we're good. We're going to cancel our thing for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. How, what was that like for you in terms of, of having to, to kind of, you know, look beyond the NFL, look beyond sports. I'm sure your daily routines and your rituals were very much based around that. Yeah. And they still are. They still are. So I think, you know, when owners, agency owners, business owners, people in real estate, lawyers, you know, there's ups and downs. And I think now the way I approach things is that understanding that there will be those times where you get cut or there will be those times where you fail. And understanding that and going into situations in business now and business meetings, I understand that this is not going to be perfect. It's not always going to go the way you want it to go. And understanding that and having that awareness is has been key for me and has been key for some of my clients in terms of like, you know, what are the expectations that you have? We always want to look at the positives in life. But it's actually good to look at those negatives and balance out situations. You know, one of the mindset programs that I do and helps you understand that there is no good or bad situation. It's just a situation. There isn't, it's not hot or cold, it's temperature. So realizing that and understanding that if even if something goes great and you acquire or you build a hundred million dollar business, there's many benefits to that, but there's also many drawbacks to that. And if you can balance those things out, that can help you understand things. Yes, I, I was upset when I got cut and the many times I've been cut. But where are, what are all the positives that happened in that situation? Yes, that was a negative event and there were negative things that led after that. But there are also positive things to balance that out that really helped me build this business that I have. So now looking at it like that, Everything's balanced out, and that's how you can control your emotions. You know, I think Warren Buffett said that if you can't imagine or control your emotions, you can't manage money. So now I look at everything, try to look at everything from an even killed perspective. Now, this is, you know, it's easy to talk about, but it's you have to do it and you have to practice it. So, yeah, I, I love that. Like, there's not hot or cold, there's just temperature. Cause I mean, yes. what's hot to you might be not hot to somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. And then if, you know, you're going to, you know, somewhere, you know, close to, you know, the equator, it's going to be super hot, you know, but it just depends, you know, what's hot in Miami is not what's hot here in Denver. So it's just temperature and understanding that and looking at situations from that point of view, like, even if this goes really well, there are some, there are some negative things. Like if you had just started your business and it took right off. And was incredible. Yes, that's going to be awesome for you. But what are the drawbacks of just, you know, thinking that it's going to, you probably will go into every situation now thinking that it's going to be easy. And that makes (laughs) for super, you know, it makes for dives in terms of, okay, people have only experienced positive things, positive things. And then when something negative happens, they have, they're super upset or super depressed instead of like balancing things out. Yeah. I I think of the, there's a, an Indian place that my family eats at all the time. And we always order mild and I ordered medium one time and like, couldn't finish like even the first, you know, 
I was like, what? We just went from violence to media. And I'm like, what is hot, right? What is hot for this place, right? But but yeah. it's, it's perspective, right? Like, I don't eat spicy food, right? And and yeah. somebody else is like, this isn't spicy. This is, this is mild, right? But it's... Hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads. So it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly. But I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called High Level, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the YouGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash YouGurus. That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. All right, let's get back to the program. It's hard sometimes though in the moment. So as a leader, we get let's say we get bad news. I mean, I just went through this whole fiasco with with our Facebook ad account. We had a, a company that we work with was was breached and we got the kind of the the end of that stick. And uh, you know, it was it was hard, man. It was like so frustrating. And sometimes I wanted to just like smash the keyboard. I was like, so I was like, ang- you know, I'd get angry about it. Cause like all this stuff that was out of my control. And I happened to like really take up my meditating practice around the same time. <laughs> and it's been, it's been this like cooling. I'm like, all right, what good can come out of this? Right. What good, what can I, and I was actually just on, a, on the phone today with somebody, another business that had trouble with their Facebook ad account I feel like I could like pass on all this wisdom and I'm like, Oh man, I've, I've been there. Right. And and I feel like there's so many times in my life where that stuff has happened, where it seems like in the moment, it seems like the worst thing ever, but really like six months later or three months later, or a year later, right. It actually is, is maybe a huge blessing. Absolutely. And you already, you've already pointed out the blessings and you already just helped somebody through a situation that you've already been through. And you were kind of talking about it. Like I kind of heard the positives from that negative situation, your meditation practice, you're, help, you're able to help somebody out. If you have to go through this situation again, how are you going to handle it? You're going to handle it with so much more grace. So that's the way you, I kind of look at things. But yeah, I mean, in the moment, don't, I mean, at the same time, you know, when I talk about things like this, we're human beings at the end of the day. I'm not saying I have this perfect remedy in terms of, you know, when the situation comes up that I don't react, but I think true wisdom is, you know, being able to recognize it super quickly and then move on to the positives and negatives and then balance out the situation. That's where the real wisdom is. Because that, like you said, like I said, you know, when you're a human being, you're going to react. That's just how we are. That's how we're wired. Benny, I think a lot of people in, in my industry, I don't know if this is the same in, in most industries, I think getting into web design and digital marketing, there's a really low barrier to entry, you know, a laptop and an internet connection and you're good to go. And, right. <laughs> and that's an amazing thing, but it also creates a lot of kind of accidental entrepreneurs, people that, you know, maybe they knew how to do a little bit of stuff with Facebook ads or they, you know, and they did it for a couple of people. And then before they knew it, they had like some clients and they left a day job. And then all of a sudden they have like three or four employees and maybe 10 employees. Right. And they kind of wake up one day and they're like, oh crap, I'm a, like, I'm a leader. <laughs> I never signed yeah. up to be a leader. Like, it sounds like, you know, you went to a coach. You guys had this, like, deep transformational experience of, like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to do this thing. And I feel like there's so many people that are in my industry 
and myself included. Like I, I never woke up one day and said, I want to lead this like community of agencies. You know, it was kind of this like one step at a time. And then before I know, I'm like, oh, I'm a leader in both my company and in my market. So I'm an accidental leader. Yeah. I don't feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people that are in my market that are not fully equipped or trained to be leaders. So how, what are some things that we can start to think about as leaders or how to start adopting the mindset of a leader to, to be a better, uh, to, a, a better visionary, a better manager, a better thought leader within our market? Yeah, I think the number one thing when I hear you say that, Brent, is... I wouldn't say you're an accidental leader because if you started this agency and you started, you knew you had that laptop and that internet connection, you knew you could lead yourself. Leading yourself is the is the number one thing you need to be able to do before you can lead other people. So if you can lead yourself to starting a business, you can lead other people for sure. Now, there are skills that you can acquire along the way to become an incredible leader, you know, like the guys that I've been able to play with, the Peyton Mannings, the Drew Brees, the Eli Mannings, but that's built into our team sport in terms of that di- that dynamic. But if you think about a Tiger Woods, a Serena Williams, you think about all these other incredible athletes that play solo sports, they're leaders, they're leading themselves. So I think you are, I already know you are a leader. I mean, just from the conversations that we've had and for you to build the companies that you've built you have to be a leader. Now we can always work on skills. I've been around team sports, but I can always work on leadership presence and leadership communication. So when it comes to the entrepreneurial space and people building companies that they didn't necessarily expect to build, seeking out that mentorship, seeking out those conversations, that's how you become a better leader. You put yourself in situations, but you also lean on the people who are following you. Like, hey, what can I be better at? You know, when I when I'm working with executives and CEOs, we do a 360 feedback. Everybody wants to go to a personality assessment, which I think is is very beneficial. But if you want great feedback and you want to improve your leadership to tomorrow, talk to six people or five people that are closest to you and ask, like, you know, how am I coming off or what can I improve in? That'll give you the answer that you need right there in terms of improving that. And then understanding that it's not an overnight process. Leadership is something that you constantly work on. And we're all leaders in different roles. Like you're you're leading your company, but you're also a father and you're a friend. You lead in friendships and in certain situations, you lead in conversation. So leadership is something that everybody always constantly has to work on. It's not just in sports or you don't necessarily have to have the CEO title, but leadership, you can lead in conversations and you can just, you lead on an everyday basis in terms of, you know, I've played with players who didn't say a word, but they led by example. So there's all Mm. different types and forms of leadership. Thinking about that with like, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like leadership is so physical in team sports, (laughs) you know, like if you don't do it well, like somebody's going to let you know. Uh, But what would you say, you mentioned some people like, you know, Peyton Manning and, and stuff like that. I mean, obviously they have a lot of accolades and a lot of, you know, rings or whatever, right? I mean, the world has recognized them as a leader, but as being somebody who's, you know, been on the field with them, what is it about them that makes them such a great leader? They're prepared. They are prepared. You know, if I think about my dad who rose up to the ranks in Ford and became the vice president of global quality and manufacturer at Ford Motor Company, I think about my mom as a lawyer and, you know, starting her entrepreneurial journey as a, as a lawyer and, and doing other things. I think about my fiance, I think about my brother and then all those players that I've played with leaders have to be prepared. 
Now, they don't have to know all the answers, but when you're coming into a situation, you have to be prepared. If I think about Peyton and the way he was prepared, he was prepared and ready to adapt in all situations. Yes, we had a game plan in terms of when we went out there, but we were also prepared in terms of, okay, if a player gets hurt or we can't hear in the stadium, it's a different, it's a, it's a tough environment to play. What are our signals? What are our code words? So if I think about in business, one of the, the, the mishaps that I've had in my business in terms of creating it, I created this 10-year success plan, three-year success plan, one year, and then 90 days, but I, had, I didn't address the obstacles in terms of, you know, you think it's just going to be perfect. I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs get into trouble is that you don't think there's going to be any obstacles. So the leaders, you have to be prepared. You have to be ready to adapt. You have to be ready to communicate. You have to know where you're going as a leader. Why did you start this company? Where, what is the vision for this company? What is the mission for this company? Why do you believe in it? Why on the toughest days will you get out of bed for this company? So I think that's leaning on your core values. You know, Peyton, I think about these, these great leaders that I've played with or played for or been around in terms of my family. They know their values and they honor their values. And you can see it consistently. I think leadership, the number one thing in leadership is being a consistent person, doing what you say you're going to do and, and following through on certain things. So prepared. I, 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 like, I like that. So as, as a leader, I mean, one of the things that you might have to do on a regular basis, especially in an agency, is, you know, whether it's go to client meetings, sales meetings, team meetings. I look at my week. There's a lot of meetings. <laughs> And now with Zoom, it's like, ah, let's stack the meetings, right? And then before you know it, you're running from one meeting to another meeting. And, and, and you know, sometimes it's hard to, like, put the effort in to prepare to the level that you want to. Uh, I guess for a t- at a tactical level, any insight or advice about how to, you know, how to make sure that you have that time or you have that space to prepare? Yeah. So I think, especially when it comes to the Zoom world, the entrepreneurial world, are how can you set your days up for success? I think that's super important, especially when if you can control your own schedule, how do you set your days up for success? When do those meetings need to occur? How do you set and make sure that you have 30 minutes in between to rest and recover and go outside go for a walk, do some meditation, talk to a family member, play with the kids for a second. I think that's what does a successful day look like? Your most successful days where things seem to be moving and flow and going the right way. How can you repeat more of those days? I think that's super important. And then those meetings, what is the agenda for those meetings? What needs to get accomplished? Some of the companies, some of the smaller companies that I work with, you know, they're having these two and a half, three hour meetings when you can really make this meeting 30 minutes or 60 minutes, sometimes you need a longer meeting, but what, what's the point? What's trying to, what are you trying to get done? What's the outcome of these meetings? So that time is not being wasted. I think that's one of the things that I learned in the NFL is that we don't waste a minute of time. If we coming into the building at seven o'clock and we leave at four, we have used up all of the maximum time and there is no time wasted. There's no time wasted. And none of it, not all of it is practice. I mean, we're practicing on the field during the season for maybe an hour, 45, two hours. The rest is all meetings, but there are breaks in between those meetings. If we're having an install meeting, we're installing our game plan, which is usually a two hour meeting. We're going over there, the other team's defense, 
And then what we want to do, I mean, we're going in 25 minute breaks or 25 minute installments in terms of, you know, people can't pay attention that long. 25 minutes, five minutes off, 25 minutes, five minutes off. That way, everybody can have full engagement in this meeting. But, you know, when you're, I think the best thing and the advice that I can really give is how do you set your days up for success? So if I think about myself as a coach, I can't have eight coaching sessions in one day. I just won't be the best version of myself with my clients. So the maximum I'll do in a day is three coaching sessions, but I put them later on in the afternoon. I give myself some personal time in the morning to work out and do certain things, but how can you set yourself up as a business owner, as an agency owner, as an entrepreneur for your success days? That's, I, I, I want to know more about your, like what a day looks like. Right. But I think that that's, yeah. you know, we just kind of, I, I assume, right. As, as not a player, as somebody who didn't like, I mean, I, I don't really, you know, I, I don't study like sports at that level. Right. I've just been into some other stuff, but to hear that you're only, you're only practicing on the field, like an hour 45 a day and you're working a full, I mean, probably a pretty grueling schedule in general for normal, like mortals like myself, right? We probably wouldn't do so well in your, in your schedule, but just to hear that you're only like doing the actual sport for an hour 45 and all the other time is kind of like preparing for the business of winning a game, right? It's not like the actual physical aspect. It's more of the mental aspect. And then Mm -hmm. even having like, I mean, somebody had to say, Hey, we're going to do 25 minutes of focus work in a five minute break and 25 minutes of focus work in a five minute break. Like, I mean, I think for a lot of us listening on the call, how many times would we be with a client where we'd say, hey, you know what? We just got into an issue for a lot before we jump to the next issue. Like, let's take a quick break and just like, let's meet back in five. I mean, that's then, a cool idea. Hey, absolutely. And that, that makes for better conversation for people to go away, let emotions die down and then come back with a clear head instead of trying to power through an entire meeting for 90 minutes or two hours. Even when I'm doing a coaching session, an initial discovery call, it's 90 minutes. But after 30 minutes, like, all right, you know, how are you feeling? You know, go get some water, come back, let's relax. Because, you know, you're dealing with, we're, like I said earlier, we're dealing with humans, we're dealing with emotions. And, you know, we've, society, especially in American society, we've built this culture of work, 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 work. I gotta, you know, I gotta do this. I gotta grind. I gotta have these 15 hour days. And actually, productivity goes down. If you have a 50-hour work week, if you go over 50 hours, your productivity actually goes down. So that also comes into delegation and your standard operating procedures being so fine-tuned to where you can hand things off to free up certain things and not come to every meeting. Like if I think about a head coach of a football team, he can't be in every meeting. We have offense, defense, and special teams. He's not in those meetings but he's equipped all the assistant coaches under him to run these things. And for us to get on the same page to go out there and play on a Sunday. Hey, what's up agency owners. I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at E2MSolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. I think the, uh, I mean, I've been in so many meetings where, you know, it gets to that like 90... 
hundred minute, right? And, and it almost, it's almost like people start spiraling, like myself included. Like you start to almost like you're grabbing for more stuff to take on or to more, more stuff to talk about versus, versus staying kind of on point. I mean, I, I've, I was just talking to somebody today who was like, you know, I got on, a, I got on a call with a client that was supposed to be 30 minute meeting and we left and it was two hours and 15 minutes later. And I'm just thinking like, your day is shot, you know, like, I mean, yeah. to the emotional energy, like you went into it thinking we're going to spend 30 minutes together. And then it ended up being like two and a half hours. And, you know, whatever you were planning on doing that day, I mean, it's, it's probably like, it probably took out a full day of energy from you because you, your expectations were like, you're not even coming. It's like, Hey, I'm going to go run like a couple of miles today and you end up running a marathon or something. Right. Like I would imagine yeah. that that, that would be, be hard. And then too. we wonder why. And then we wonder why there's burnout. Burnout is a choice. Burnout is a choice in organizations or as an entrepreneur. How do you set those boundaries up? If it's if it's if the meeting says 30 minutes, then the meeting is 30 minutes because you have to honor yourself. You have to honor else. What what did you have to do for the rest of the day? And like you said, if you spent so much energy and emotion on a two two hour and 15 minute meeting and you can't be productive for the rest of the day, now you have to overwork and now you have to overcome that. Mm. instead of honoring the boundaries like, Hey, you know, we got 30 minutes and then I got to go. Now, if it runs 10 minutes later, I, that's totally understandable, but you know, a full hour and a half more, <laughs> that doesn't work. I, I think a lot of, a lot of agency owners sometimes feel like they have clients and the clients paying them and, you know, like, oh, like they need something. Like it's kind of like a jump how high situation. And especially early on, or if you have, you know, you're kind of running a tight ship between revenue and expenses. You're like, I don't want to upset the apple cart. I don't want to make this client upset. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go above and beyond, right? And so I think there's like, sometimes people feel like they're, you know, if they're having to cut a client off or if they're having to refocus a client's energy or they're having to have a tough conversation with the client to say like, hey, you know, we really need a meeting to go over some critical things and the client pushes back. Like, I don't want to meet. I, I don't have time. I don't have time, right? Like sometimes presenting these boundaries to clients, I, I know as an agency owner myself, sometimes you have, you know, doubts. Like, oh man, I'm going to have this tough conversation with the client or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut them off at 30 minutes and they're going to like get upset. And so I don't do it. I let them go an extra 45 minutes, right? How do you have those hard conversations? Yeah, so there's a way like, hey, can you help me with something? That's one of the first things that that's a the low that's, you know, it brings everybody's cortisol down. And, you know, if you want to have a tough conversation, like, hey, can you help me out with, you know, my fiance and I, we got a relationship coach because we, we want to be married. We're not just trying to get married for the sake of getting married. We want to have a long and healthy relationship. So our relationship coach help us have tough conversations. It's important, but like, Hey, can you help me with, I think people don't know how to have those tough conversations. And that's, that's where the dilemma is. Even if I'm working with a leadership team and, you know, I just did, got done doing a workshop, facilitating a workshop on around communication and they didn't even know how to communicate with one another. And just having that and understanding that helped their team out tremendously. So if I'm thinking about an agency owner who doesn't want to step on the client's toes in terms of honoring themselves. Like, Hey, can you help me out? Like, you know, I know we only scheduled this meeting for 30 minutes. What, what, what do you want to walk out of this conversation with? So, you know, we can get some things done because I have other things to do. I have other things to honor. I have to get to work in terms of what we're talking about in this meeting. 
So how can you present it in a way where it's less combative? Mm. That's so like the how, way you have tough conversations. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, so like not saying like, oh man, you always like run these meetings over and you can never stay on point. And why can't we, you know, instead of like blaming somebody for, for not like staying focused, it's like, Hey, can you help me out on like, how can we make sure that this, this meeting ends on time? Or how can you help me out with what you need me to go do so that I can go, you know, be successful with you. And, and so, so asking kind of in that context. Yeah, exactly. So when you don't, you never want to blame them. Number one, especially if you're getting ready to have a tough conversation or you're getting ready to tell them something that you would like to honor more in terms of yourself, but like, Hey, can you help me understand this? Or, you know, I want to make sure that I get everything done for you the right way, but I don't want to waste your time. That's a way to put in the conversation like, hey, you know, I know you're very busy. I would love to have this 30 minute meet. I want to make sure we end on time because, I, you know, I know sometimes we tend to run over because I talk too much. Put it on you Ooh. and it's super less combative. Yep. We start to blame other people. That's when everybody's guard goes up, fight or flight response. And now it's like, who are you talking to? Or I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of you. You take the blame on. And then that way it makes the conversation easier because you're bringing, you're getting ready to bring something up. So put it on yourself because in life, if we don't want something or something in our life that we don't want, most of the times we, we are the cause of it. Almost a hundred, I'm going to say a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> if something, if something in your life is not the way you want it to be, you are the cause. And when we take responsibility for that, that makes life easier. That's awesome. Benny, this has been a fun conversation, man. I, uh, I, I had fun jamming with you today. Uh, we got a quick lightning round, man. Can you stick around for a couple more questions? Absolutely. What is the best advice you've ever received? Wow. That's a, that's a tough one. I think when I was asking, what's the, I was asking this NBA player one time, what's his key to success? He had played in the in a, or NBA for 19 years. And he said, you got it. You have to go through it to get to it. You have to go through it to get to it. So if you want anything in life, you're going to have to go through certain things, ups and downs. So I think that was really great advice. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Just my, my routine and my regimen. I have a routine that I stick to. I mean, I'm waking up at six affirmations, uh, prayer, workout. That's like, I'm doing that every day. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? Headspace, the meditation app for sure. And what book would you recommend and why? The monk who sold his Ferrari. It's, you know, about a, a lawyer who had everything, had the millions of dollars, had a Ferrari, had, you know, eaten at the best steakhouses around the richest and best people and has a heart attack. And he goes on this spiritual journey to learn about what's on the inside matters more than what's on the outside. Awesome. I'm a big fan of that book. It was gifted to me and uh, it's, uh, it's definitely a good one. So we'll include a link out to the monk who sold his Ferrari and also my favorite meditation app, Headspace. So if you haven't subscribed to that, if you're not making some headspace every day, definitely check that out. We'll link to both of those in our show notes at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you'll see Benny's photo right at the top. Click on him and you'll find those links for you. Benny, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Yeah, they can just connect with me on LinkedIn. I connect with business owners on LinkedIn all the time. Then I'll set up a time to get on the phone with them and we can have a conversation on how I can help serve them or empower them to do better and bigger things. So 
that's the, that's the best way to reach me. Very cool. We'll look up Benny Fowler on LinkedIn, or if you need a quick shortcut to that, go to yougurus.com slash podcast. Again, click on Benny's episode and we'll have Benny's LinkedIn profile linked for you so you can connect with him. You can learn more about him. You're also publishing some great content on LinkedIn. Keep doing that, man. I just love your little quick, you know, inspiration kind of videos and stuff. So it's been fun to follow uh, you and see what you've been up to. So thanks again for stopping by the program today. Appreciate you. Thanks, Brent. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook, the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.